Welcome back, guys. This is It's Technically Romance, where we talk about Hallmark movies from our two different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being from the technical, cynical, cinephile point of view. <laughs> technical, cynical, cinephile. cinephile. There you go. Yeah. Sounds fancy. This week, we're talking about the latest Love Ever After movie, Mix Mix Up in the the Mediterranean. Mediterranean. All right. And I am so happy to report we have a legitimately good movie here. We did it. We did it. Well, we didn't do it. They They did did it. (laughs) Finally, we have have (laughs) one that was legitimately good. And I want to I want to hop right into it. Yeah, I'm very excited about this one. So why don't you start us off with a great plot? Give us that plot. I think you might like it this week. Okay. What I what I've done Let's with it. it. So Josh and Julian are twin brothers. One's a married chef. One's a single cook. Meg is an event planner with big dreams of owning her own empire. Julian is invited to a culinary contest that Meg is in charge of. He injures himself, and Josh has to impersonate him. But things get tricky when Josh falls for Meg. (laughs) What will happen when the truth comes out in this episode of Mix-Up in the Mediterranean? (laughs) That was really good. Uh, And I was writing this, and I was like, wow, this would be a really good, like, series, like, Mix-Up in the Mediterranean. You know, all of these sort of, like, funny hijinks happen. There was a lot of hijinks. In the, in the Mediterranean. Hijinks. We had hijinks. With Josh and Julian. And, and once again, speaking of the Mediterranean, I had no idea I wanted to go to the Mediterranean. I had no idea. I, I didn't know where Malta was. I'd heard of it. I had no idea where it was on the map. Well, I figured it was in the Mediterranean since the movie was called. I don't even know where the Mediterranean Like, I have <laughs> awful, awful geography. Uh, after seeing this film, and they filmed it in Malta, we got to get to Malta. Like, they, they did the same thing. Hallmark did the same thing with Vienna. They're doing it with Malta. They make me want to get out there now. Malta wasn't as big of a, of a character as Vienna was, obviously, but they showed little clips here and there. It just had a great vibe. I'm all for it. Let, let's do it. Yeah, they didn't really need Malta to be a character because the characters that we have in this so movie They're so good. are big enough that... Well yeah, said. Yeah. Well said. So let's start off. Is this one that you would watch again, one that you would just have on in the background, or one that you would avoid at all costs, never to watch it again, never? I think you know the answer. I, I think I do. <laughs> I, I, don't watch, think, I don't think they do. They I would watch it again. I was already watching it again uh, right before we started recording this. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was um, same with me. I would definitely watch this one again. I think it's been one of their, their better ones. It's definitely the best one in Love Ever After. Hand down. I don't know if I've laughed this hard for a Hallmark movie ever. Not since Window Wonderland. I think I've laughed this hard. Well, we did laugh a lot for Christmas by Starlight. Mm-hmm. We did. But this one, I still think I laughed more. I was cracking up laughing. Like, yeah. I could not stop laughing. Yeah, the uh, the script was done extremely well. Yeah, shout out to writers, which I think they're fairly new to Hallmark because they haven't really done very much. I think maybe one or two before uh, Julie Kim and Karina Marwood. Yeah, great, great stuff, great stuff. And uh, we haven't even talked about who the stars are in this film because I think some of it was ad-libbed because on Jeremy Jordan's Twitter, he made a comment that a lot of this stuff was ad-libbed. And so that might be why there's so much energy and just 
fun laughter coming from these kids. They let the characters do what they want. Yes, we have one actor playing twins mm-hmm. in this movie, and sometimes, you know, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But Jeremy Jordan, I, he, I'm a newcomer to Jeremy Jordan. Yeah. I've never seen him in anything. I love him. Yeah. I want to be best friends with him. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, if I didn't know that they weren't, that it was the same actor, I would have thought it, they were actually I thought they were, twins. I thought, I thought it was brothers. I thought it was legitimately twin brothers. Yeah, I almost didn't tell you because I just wanted to see what you thought, if you thought it was two actors or I would not, have been but... able to tell from the technical standpoint. Yeah, how I, you, how yeah, you do I it. But uh, in the beginning, I was like, wow, they're two twins, actors. That's crazy. Like, it, they such a good job. Such a good job. I even said they did such a good job. He did such a good job of portraying both, both brothers that... Yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, so he plays Josh and Julian, mm-hmm. and Jessica Lowndes plays Meg. Uh, Jessica Lowndes has been in quite a few Hallmark mm-hmm. movies. Her movies have never been my favorite. I think Christmas at Pemberley Manor was probably my favorite one oh, of hers, yeah, yeah, if you remember good. that one. Yeah. But this one is, is shot up there. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a good job. I mean... Josh and Julian's characters were just so funny. To me, I feel like they were the stars of the movie. Yeah. Even Julian's husband, who was played by Callum Blue, I mean, he was incredible too. I feel like every character in this film was just, even even our villain, even our villain just played that villain role so much you hated him. Oh, Etienne? Yeah. I was like, who was the villain? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. Yes, he was actually played by a local... Um, Villain? A local villain? Mal- Malton? I don't know what they call Maltese? themselves, but he's from Malta. Maltese? Uh, I'm going to say Maltese. Yes, uh, because they actually filmed in Malta, mm. so they actually used local cool. Malta talent. Good for them. I'm glad they did that. Um, and he was fantastic. Yeah, like you hated him. The yeah. entire movie. As soon as you met him, you're like, oh, Well, he this was guy, funny, but I, you know, you like love to hate him. Like he's He was so that character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we've seen that type of character before, but he played it uh, perfectly. Yeah, and it was funny because we were live tweeting uh, last night during the, the premiere, and uh, everyone was like, oh, man, he better beat this French guy, and we got to take him down, and da-da-da-da, and oh, that was hilarious. It was good to see just Twitter <laughs> surround the villain and... Uh, that means you played him well. That means you played him well if you can have the entirety of Twitter against you, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's throw a little romance in here. A little a little romance. Um, let's talk about the meet-cute. Let's talk about when Josh and Meg first meet and Sparks, they do a fly. <laughs> they do a fly. This is one of the cuter meet-cutes that we've seen in a while. And I really like that when she meets Josh for the first time, he is actually Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she thinks he's Julian, he's in his Josh getup. He's flannel. got his flannel and his little uh, floppy hat. Floppy. Uh, it's, a, it's a floppy cap. Floppy cap. And uh, it's very cute because he's awkward. He's, and he's scruffy. Aw- he's, oh, yeah. He's got the beard scruff, which we love. Well, I do. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Look good. Look good. <laughs> to me, she doesn't seem as taken aback as I would have been because she has met Julian. So for her to see Josh and think that is Julian, I mean, he looks... Obviously, he's the same person, but... He looks very different. He looks very, very different, different. yes. Yeah. Um, so but, she, I mean, you don't think twin. When I meet someone, I'm like, 
Hmm. They probably have a twin, not meeting their twin for the first time. Well, she knows he has a brother. <laughs> so you think twin brother automatically. Which is funny to me. Josh doesn't know that she thinks he's Julian. Right. So he's just being himself. And he's very awkward. And it's very cute. Because obviously he's taken aback by her beauty. Mm. You know, he's talking about how beautiful it is in Malta. But he's looking at her. Oh, yeah, one of those classics. classics yeah, right? he's got the awkward, like... he's. It's almost like he wants to tuck his hair behind his ear. But there's no hair there to tuck. Uh, it's It's very adorable. Yeah, no, that that scene was was very funny, and they talk about their, she has a secret chocolate stash in her suitcase. They have the same suitcase too, which is also kind of strange. Um, but to me, I think the the funnier scene, and what I consider almost the the real the real meet cute in air quotes, is when he meets her as Julian there. To me, that that scene is just gold. Yes, it is the funniest scene in the movie, but it's not. I guess I wouldn't call it a meet cue because they've already met. Right, but, but I mean that's when I think that's when spark starts to fly. When he's pretending to be Julian, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when she's like, "What?" Is you guys, happening? you need to see if if like we highly highly recommend this film. But if you're like, I don't have the time, Hamilton, you know, I don't have the time for this. Uh, just watch this scene. It is it is great. It is comedy gold. Yes, I honestly. Like we were saying earlier, I haven't laughed this hard for a Hallmark movie yeah. in such a long time. It was just so funny. Yeah. I was cracking up laughing when he he comes out. Just from the minute he comes out to seeing Etienne and Etienne's trying to talk to him. And he's like, nope. <laughs> Julian, <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> and, and then when he you know sees Meg, because Julian has this thing that he randomly speaks French uh, from time to time. He's very snooty. He's a snooty boy. Which is the opposite of Josh. So it's very comical to see Josh playing this character. And he did it just so perfectly. We, tis I. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, bonjour, tis I. (laughs) That's what had me, like, I just could not stop laughing. Um, and you said a lot of it was ad lib, so maybe I, it seems like it might be. I'd be really curious to find out what's ad lib and what's been written down because it was it had us rolling. It was so on point, like the comedy was just it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And this is when we first get the the tracker bracelet, which I, I have to say, um, best plot point ever. <laughs> like so, the, he can't switch back to his brother. He can't have his brother be himself because he has a tracker bracelet on and he can't take the bracelet off. And this bracelet is supposed to make sure there's no hijinks happening at cooking. I don't know what sort of hijinks are going to happen because of the bracelet. Because hijinks do happen. Etienne ruins his fridge with a bracelet on. So the bracelet serves no purpose except to not have Josh be Josh again. Yeah. Um, And I'm fine with it. As ridiculous as this bracelet is as a plot (laughs) device... I'm fine with it because the rest of the movie just carries it, so I'm letting that one just go away. Well, yes, because it seems like it's a normal sort of device where it just kind of like clips in. Like it seems like he could just take it off, take it off very easily. But then she's like, "Oh well, if you take it off, then you're disqualified." I just don't know what they're trying to prevent because again, Etienne ruins the fridge. 
Um, yeah, unless they've had, you know, a twin brother pretending to be another idiot. person before. <laughs> like, what could the possible reasoning know. behind, you can't take this bracelet off, otherwise you're disqualified. So, the most absurd plot device, but it's okay because you just Yeah, great. you brush past it because yeah. it's just so like, funny. Whatever. So, it's sure, I, I buy it. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, speaking, staying on the, on the romance track, the romance between Henry and Julian was amazing. You know, this is Hallmark trying to be more inclusive. I am all here for it. I absolutely love it. There were these wonderful scenes where Henry's talking to Josh and they cut to Julian. Like he has his hand kind of resting on the the table, just staring at Henry lovingly. Like little moments like that. They're so affectionate with each other. I'm, I'm all for it. So applaud to Hallmark for being inclusive with their storytelling. Yeah, I love I loved Henry. I thought Henry was hilarious. He was. Um, him and Julian together were great. Him and Josh together were great. <laughs> you um, get so mad at Josh. <laughs> it was just so funny. Like I just continued to keep laughing. It just kept going. Sometimes you know they'll have like a little humor here and there, but I felt like this one was pretty much throughout the movie. Um, so it just the laughs just kept coming. Yeah, they ran with it. And I'm glad they did. They, they, it seemed like they knew what kind of movie they wanted to make, and they made it. Oh, yeah. We talk about, you know, seeing cast uh, together and knowing when they're having fun, which translates on the screen. Mm-hmm. And, yes, this, this cast definitely was having oh, fun. <laughs> and so, yeah, so romance-wise, it was interesting for me for this movie because... You know, Josh is falling in love with Meg. He's getting, yeah, he's getting full Meg. This is truly who she is. But I feel bad for Meg because she's not really getting, you know, they're having these conversations. So they are getting closer together, but it is all based on a lie. Mm -hmm. And so I, it was kind of hard for me to, to believe that they, that she would be where he was towards the end because she, you know, she's getting to know him pretending to be Julian. Well, no, because he wasn't pretending with her. You know what I mean? Like, when he was with her, he was Josh. But see, I didn't feel that. Like, I felt like he re- he was he was Josh, but Josh pretending to be Julian. Because he would still kind of, like, act like Julian sometimes, like, to cover I, I it up. I felt like he would just, he would turn it off. It felt more Josh to me when he was with her. I feel like he would, like, kind of mm-hmm. let it down, but then he would catch himself. So... Well, I think that's why she needed, and just real quick, I think that's why she needed those two months, you know, to really kind of think about who is this person. He's been lying to me this whole time. Obviously, that's the conflict. You know, can I get over this? I think that's why she needed those two months to kind of turn, come to terms with that. I'm more concerned with her starting to have feelings for a man who's already married. <laughs> that, to me, is the bigger issue here. Not well, Josh and her, but her being like, this man's married. Yeah, I think it was more... I mean, I'm sure she was having the feelings, and I feel like maybe she was fighting that, but I think ultimately it felt more like a friendship to her. Mm-hmm. I could see like a friendship building. So So you'd be okay with a friend coming over, spooning me while we make dough? No, <laughs> no. That scene was... Probably the weirder scene as far as like, this is a married man, like all up on her. And she even says that. How's your husband? You know, he he must be doing well tonight or something. So like, so that, I mean, that to me was the the bigger issue. But again, I let it go because this movie is just so good that these little inconsistencies, incongruency, like I'm just like, whatever, let's just have more of this. And it's so rare to have a film like this where there's little issues 
that I can just speed look by. past. Yeah. yeah. But no, it, it's it is kind of fun to see Josh just sort of literally fall head over heels for this woman. Oh yeah, I mean, for I think like for him force. it was like love at first sight. You know, when yeah. he is all awkward, like stumbling over his words and stuff, he continues to do that throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's because he has the added on, you know. Uh, obstacle of trying to pretend to be his brother yeah and the chemistry between the the two leads just i mean yeah when she's the the infamous bracelet when she's putting the bracelet Mm -hmm. on his wrist that's like the first kind of like contact yeah Yeah. you can like feel the sparks through the through the movie that he's like oh and i think (laughs) even she's like oh okay this is interesting but yes, I think that she loves that he's there for her. I mean, he really is very there for her. I would have been concerned. You know, she never really finds it odd that he's always stepping away from his husband to go and, like, be there for her. Yeah, he definitely is just... He's all in. He's all in. Even though, even though Julian's liking to stay away from her because she can never find out that you're pretending to be me because we're going to lose this money if we win, that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't even think it really hit me until he Julian says that to him. Is like, okay, well, once the competition's over, you know, he can tell her the truth. Never. But he's like, no, you can never tell her because then that would ruin mm-hmm. everything. You know, people will know that he lied. They could take the, you know, trophy away from him. It would ruin his career. So I was just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's true. Like, he couldn't tell her. Which was very sad for Josh to to realize that. No, it's I mean you know, it that that was when he when he's talking with Henry and they're walking back and he's kind of explaining things and you need to stay away from that kind of thing. It did feel a little, you know, emotional for me. I was like, wow, this is this is this is heavy. Yeah. Let's talk about some technical. Let's talk technical. Really, I don't have a lot to say here. It was great. Everything was just so great, especially coming off of uh, last week's, which really fell flat for me in terms of uh, some of the lighting issues. Lighting was so good. Lighting was so good. I mean, there wasn't any point where I was like, no, what are you doing? Stop. It was just everything, just wonderful. Even the saturation, I think, was turned down just a little bit to make it nice and soft and just welcoming. And, um, I was all for everything. Everything in this film, technically speaking, was great. Some of the music... You know, every once in a while it would get a little cheesy, a little loud, you know. Yeah, we definitely had a lot of the hokey jingle in this one. I was fine with it. Let it didn't it it bother me. It seemed to fit. Like, in, it, it, you know, I think it, yeah, you weren't really noticing. I mean, obviously, you I noticed, noticed it, it, but you weren't. But it like wasn't like, oh my gosh, because the actors were doing what they needed to do. And yeah, no, I mean, and I'll also say, I mean, this was probably some of the best lighting that I've seen in a Hallmark movie. Maybe ever. I mean, it was just shot well, lit well. It's that Malta lighting. That Malta lighting. <laughs> that Malta lighting. That Mediterranean light. Uh, the costumes were great, too. You know, the way that Josh looked, the way that Julian looked. You know, the the hair that they did for both of them. Because, like you said, I, I thought they were two different actors at first. Um, yeah, it's crazy how those little subtle things can make a person mm-hmm. look completely different. Oh, yeah. And then, obviously, the set dressing that they did. I love their hotel room with little orange trees. And they're like, my goodness, we need to go to Malta. That looked awesome. They, they made Malta look great. The little bit we did see of Malta, they made it look great. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they had to do much to make it look great. I mean, I think it just is a beautiful place. But speaking of clothes, I particularly loved Josh's look. I loved... The flannel? 
Yeah, I loved like true Josh's true look. Josh. So I loved the flannel and the cap. I even love, I think it was, I, I don't know that it would have been a Julian suit. It seemed very much like a Josh suit. It was kind of towards the end. Um, well, maybe not towards the end. When they're announcing the first round mm. of who's going to go through. And he comes in in this sort of like tweed suit with like a striped tie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very, it was no. very nice. Um, no, that was, that was good. I mean, and think about the costume designer too. Because not only do you have to have a look for Josh and a look for Julian... But you then have to have a look for Josh as Julian, and then Julian as Josh. And what, what does that look like? Well, aren't they just wearing each other's clothes? But they have to wear them differently, right? So there's little subtle differences in how they wear it, too, I think. Like, if you notice, um, the way that Josh wears Julian's clothes is not as neat, not as tucked. You know, so there's little subtle oh, differences. Oh, yeah, Meg has to fix his, yeah, tie, fix his tie. and So yeah. there's little subtle differences here. Uh, between the yeah, characters. Yeah, that so, is pretty genius. And that's I mean, what I'm saying. Those like, little details. A lot of little things go into that to make this sort of parent swap thing kind of work. Mm-hmm. So big shout out to Ernest Camilleri, who is the costume designer for this film, because it seems like a very, a very large task to do to design for these people. Yeah, um, great job. Yeah, and especially uh, her Meg's dress at the end, I was a huge fan of. You know, her, you know, her quote unquote gala moment um, as she enters and she has the dress as she comes to the restaurant. I was a big fan oh, of Oh yeah, it was a really uh, statement dress. <laughs> Did you not like the dress? <laughs> It was not my favorite. I know you said you liked the dress. I was in, I was in for the dress. Was it was a. Dress. It was. It was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that I would personally wear, but it looked great on her. I loved the color. Um, the color was awesome. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of pleats, but <laughs> I, I thought it was a very pretty color. Well, I like it. it made a statement so to me. This is your big moment. This is your big dress moment. You walk in. You want heads to turn. You know, I was like, I'm all, I'm all here for it. It definitely was on brand for Meg. Like, yeah. it went with all of her fashion choices. But you couldn't see yourself. Anymore. Not for me, but for Meg, <laughs> they were great for her. Okay. Uh, the only other technical thing I will say is, you know, for a movie about cooking, not a lot of cooking. There wasn't really a lot of the competition scene that we saw. It was very much a backdrop to the love story. And so... You know, I think some we've had competitions before, like the ice sculpting one I'm thinking of, where ice sculpting was a big part of that film. Cooking wasn't such a big part of this film. To me, I, I want to see more of the cooking. I want to see more of the prep. It was just sort of, it was there. A lot of times you have Josh leaving the cooking station to talk to Meg, you know, so it wasn't really a lot of cooking. Yeah, he did leave, but I still felt like there was a lot of cooking and like them in the kitchen. You know, we have the whole, the famous truffle um, fiasco. Mm-hmm. But they, they, don't, they don't actually get the truffles. Chester gets the truffles for him. Do you know what I mean? So Chester goes to get the truffles, and then we have Meg and Josh talking and building their relationship. So that's what I'm saying. The cooking aspect of this film takes a huge backseat to the love story, which is, is fine. It is a, a romantic film, but I just wish there was a little bit more cooking, a little bit more talking about the food for me. Um, as, you know... You know, I've, I've said this before, I used to be a cook, so I definitely wanted to have a little bit more of that. Well, I, I thought it was a nice amount, but you mentioned Chester. Yeah, Chester. Chester was a great character. Yes, he was. Shout out to Stephen Oliver, who played Chester. I didn't know Chester was going to have such a big part in the film <laughs> when he it. came in and that, you know, I was going to enjoy him so much. He was very funny. I love that he found out the secret, but he was all for it and in, in, in on it with them. 
Um, and then the funny thing that they have to like go get some truffles on this like the shady side street black guy. market. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. What did Chester have to do did, for those truffles? We don't want to know. We don't want to know. know. But he got them. Mm-hmm. So you know what I got from it was if you're ever in a pickle, a culinary pickle. Chester is your guy. Chester's your man. If you're ever in a colony pickle, I like that. That should be his motto. Um, no, Chester is great. And again, it speaks to, to the writing where you have this great side character. Just, uh, you know, this sort of one-off person who becomes a, a bigger role. They use his restaurant for practice. Um, I love it. I love when you have these characters just become part of the film. And, you know, I'm going to remember Chester. He's going to be, you know... I'll be five years down the road. I'll be thinking about Old Chester and grabbing those truffles. Yeah, casting for this film was was incredible, mm-hmm. I thought. I just think everyone did a fantastic job. And it just made it that much more fun, like, seeing them all... Interacting. Seeing Yeah, seeing them all interacting, and it everything just felt believable, and it was funny, and just well, the, the parts, seamless. Yeah, I mean, we say believable. Parts, you know, we have the skulking villain in the bushes overhearing a conversation between Josh and Julian. Like, literally a scene out of, like, a 1930s cartoon movie with Etienne in the bushes peeking his little head over listening to the... I mean, he could have... He should have been, like, twisting his mustache. I bet you they wanted him to. I bet you they wanted him to. Um, Believable for a Hallmark movie. Yeah, it was, you know... I never for a second was like, oh, this is... This is such a, you know silly thing like oh, yeah, I just yeah. w- I was there for it you I was know? there I mean that's that's the thing with films is that they construct this world and this reality and as soon as you're like that couldn't be happening you're out of the film but we were always in it they did it so they did such a good job of having everything just mesh and flow even even the conflict you know I hate conflict everybody sees a conflict coming from a mile off everyone sees a conflict but then not only do we have the conflict between Meg and Josh, we also, have, we also have the conflict between Julian and Josh. And so there's layers of conflict that just work. Even though we see it coming, even though we know it's going to happen, we have that sort of um, balance and interweaving that makes it a more believable movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, because I think when you're dealing with this many characters and you have the whole person playing another person and then there's like a sort of romance well, triangle, but not really. Um, yeah, you have all of these like little plots and stories going on, but they do. Like nothing felt too much or forced mm-hmm. or, oh, this isn't working or I'm not interested in this part. Like it all just worked together. So yeah, it was just, it was just really pleasant to watch. Yeah, and I wasn't even mad. There wasn't a scene where, you know, usually when you have the conflict, they don't answer cell phones. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like, you know, you hurt me. I told you not to lie to me. You know, and then we have the two months. I want my two months. When he says that line, I want my two months. Oh my gosh. So let's talk about the two months. And <laughs> let's talk about how much I love in romantic comedies when there is something that, you know, keeps coming back around that is, uh, it's like their thing. It's yeah. a thing that she told him that you wait two months. If you're upset about something, you give it two months. If you're still upset about it, it's probably not something you're going to be able to get over. And that's why she broke up with her ex. So I really, I think two months is a long time. (laughs) To me, if you're still harping on something for two months, Mm. yeah, definitely, no. That's, you're not going to get over that. But 
I thought it was really cute that it was something that they kept like kept bringing in through the movie. And then we get that wonderful line, like you said, I want, I want my two, my two months. months. I want my two months. I know, that got me. Yeah. He delivered it so well. And just, yeah. He, I think he had everyone. If this was in the movie theaters, people would be cheering. Give him his two months. <laughs> Give him his two months. I know. And I like that he was fighting for it. He wasn't just like... Okay, yeah, I understand, you know, and you then know, she comes just back two away. months later or something, you know. He yeah, he was there for it. Cuz he knows he was he wanted to tell her, but he also had this obligation to keep his brother safe and to protect his career and reputation. So, I mean, to me it was understandable of why he couldn't tell her, and he didn't expect to fall for her. Yeah. I'm sure he thought he could just well, ig- right. ignore yeah. it, but well, I, I so you know conflict at the end. I was I was fine with it. Actually worked, and then obviously seeing the two brothers cook together was awesome. I felt a little bad for Henry, but he seemed totally fine. <laughs> Henry's a little <laughs> cough. <laughs> oh man, I don't think I can uh, participate. Well, I think Henry. I mean, again, Henry is such a good character. Uh, he knew that the two brothers needed to do this. So, um, yeah, it was just awesome to see them work it out to beat Etienne. Um, at the end there. I wish they would have rubbed it in his face a little bit more. Wish we had a little bit more of a gotcha moment. But that was, it was just awesome to see them just cook together. And I have to say, you know, again, from the technical standpoint, I didn't even talk about this because it wasn't such an issue at all. When you do these scenes where you have one actor playing two roles, you have to be very good on setting these up. Like it requires a lot of initial setup because you're shooting this one scene and you have to swap them out all the time um if you have them hug it's a stand-in you know so flawless really there was one time at the end where there was a little bit of a green screen kind of situation that it's the only time that i noticed a little bit of oddities with it i noticed i think right in the beginning when they were in the hotel and i think they go to hug each other Mm -hmm. the back of the head of the guy looked a little his head looked a little thinner right. than theirs but that was the only part that you're, i you're, like, you're on the tv it. screen with a measuring stick just like is that the same distance well and it's because i knew that they were two so i was looking for it if i wasn't being so picky and technical like yeah. looking is you know that's what we do i probably wouldn't have noticed it but i was looking for it and so i was like oh yeah the head looks a little different well that's but, why you'll see a lot of um sort of wide shots where one character's on one side and another's on the other because it's easier to cut. Yeah, they did do that yeah. a lot in the movie. So um, you'll, you'll notice those types of shots, but it, it wasn't ever... It didn't, never felt out of place. Like, everything just, just worked. So great job of making these this one character be two people. I'm sorry, four people, really. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I loved, I just want to touch on that, that scene where, you know, everything sort of blows up mm-hmm. and then... Josh comes to talk to Julian in the hotel room. I thought that scene was really sweet. And I love that we had all of these dynamics, that we have the love story between Josh and Meg and him struggling with like lying to her, but also the relationship with him and his brother and then with Henry and, you know, Henry trying to help Josh, but also being there for Julian. I just loved, I loved all of it. I loved all of the dynamics and all of the characters and... And it was, it was so well balanced. Like, I, I can't stress how hard that is to balance a movie with all these different characters who have a lot of screen time, a lot of importance in the role, and not getting bogged down. There are movies we've seen where it's like, okay, let's get back to the main story. 
it was never like that. I was really interested in Henry and Julian and Josh and Meg and then Henry and Josh, like all of that. I was just, I was here for it. Even Etienne, I wanted more of him because he's, he's. <laughs> yeah, the only character I think that I was not a fan of was Meg's dad. Oh yeah, yeah. He wasn't in it very much, but not a not a great father. <laughs> yeah, no, he yeah. I just felt really bad for her. You know, she's like wanting to do something on her own. He he could be like, wow, I'm really proud of you, no. sweetie. And I think it's funny. There's a part where she's like, oh, I need to get back and uh, make sure my dad's not telling crazy stories about me to the hotel staff. And I'm thinking, do you know your father? <laughs> like I've seen your father for two seconds, and I know he's not that father. <laughs> Yeah, he. I forgot about him. So yeah. that was the only odd thing for me was how was a little out of not place. a great dad she had. But you know, if if she wouldn't have had those uh, upsetting moments with her father, you know, then Josh couldn't have been there for her. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Maybe I shouldn't hate him so much. But. Yeah. So we have the competition. They obviously win as brothers. You know, there's a loophole that you know Meg finds good for her. <laughs> of course there is. Of course there's. A and again. It's okay. It's We're totally it's okay with it. Yeah, like just whatever. Let's just. I mean, that's it's unbelievable. I'm as a, such a, a cynic as I am. So much of this film, well, not so much, but these little things that were like this would never happen. I was I was totally fine with. So they cook together. They win. They beat Etienne. They probably push him down a hill. I don't know. I don't <laughs> see it. Um, they get back to the restaurant. They both own the restaurant. They're working together in the kitchen. It's a wonderful thing. The restaurant's a huge success. I think Henry says that four months is the next reservation, or four weeks maybe, something like that. And then of course, we have Meg somehow unlock the front doors and come into the restaurant. Yeah, even though it's yeah maybe they have a doorman, doorman letter in. I don't know. But don't somehow know. Meg comes. It's the dress. Anyone's gonna open that door, <laughs> door for the dress. Meg comes in, looks amazing. They have their moment. You know, it's almost been two months. So she he names needed, a burger after her. He did name a burger after her. Which, whew. I wanted a burger. This, this movie I mean, be if a guy knows the weight of my heart, it's a cheeseburger. That's true. And That's if true. you make a special type of cheeseburger, I don't know that I would want a truffle burger, but <laughs> a special cheeseburger named after me. Mm-hmm. At a fancy restaurant? I'm yours. No, I don't need it to be a fancy restaurant. This is, This is my only... Thing about this film, I would have written a different ending. Okay. What is your ending? So my ending would have been, I don't see Josh working in a fancy restaurant with his brother. I wouldn't have done that. I don't think that's what Josh wanted. I would have put Josh getting to stay in Alaska mm-hmm. and getting to own his the restaurant that his family had. Right. And I would have loved to see Meg show up in Alaska. Mm-hmm. At that restaurant, she see Josh in his true Josh fashion with his plaid and his cap at the restaurant, makes her a cheeseburger and a baked Alaska. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. I'll tell you why that doesn't work. I'll why? That why? Because in the very beginning of this film, they've established that Josh, while he enjoys working in the restaurant, he's doing fine dining. Like, he's spending so much time. Like, the boss comes in and he's like... They just want their food, man. Just make their food. He's like, oh, I've been working on this thing. Let me try this. Like, he's actually a fine dining chef. Well, he can turn that restaurant into fine no, dining the, if the he wants. the manager says, and here's, here's why that doesn't work. The manager says, these people just want food. They don't want fine dining. They just want the burger and fries. Don't give them anything. They're Alaskans. All, that's all they want here. So he wouldn't have a market there. 
So they established that in the beginning. And that's why it works. And that's why he has to go to, I don't, I don't even know what city they're in, New York probably, Chicago, something like that. That's why he has to work for his brother because he can they're finally- They're in New York. They can find, he can finally express himself, express himself and become the chef that he's always wanted to be. Well, now I just feel like he's Julian. Like, I like that they were two different people. Like, uh, one's fine being in Alaska, and one wants to go, you know, do make you it think, big. Do you think that Julian would ever have a burger on his menu? Probably not. Exactly. So you can see that Josh is already influencing Julian's restaurant to be better. It's going to be a hit. I just <laughs> wanted to see Meg with Josh as Josh. We still don't even get that. We get it in oh, the very fine. little oh, bit the with the meat cute. Okay. But I just wanted her to see him in his element as Josh and like them together because he's still in like the chef outfit when they have their kiss messy. at the end. His hair is messy. His hair is messy. <laughs> but I liked Alaskan Josh. Yeah. So you still have him. He's just in New York now. I know. But let's talk about the kiss. Yeah, about the kiss. So let's talk about this kiss. This kiss. You say how yeah, they kiss and they pull back. They fade about. Oh. It goes on for at least ten minutes. No, this was the perfect way to do a kiss, yeah. people. Listen. Take notes. This so when they first started kissing, I don't I didn't know how I felt about it. Right. Because again, I'm like, they haven't seen each other in two months. She thought you were Julian the whole time, y'all were canoodling mm-hmm. when he was a married man. And, you know, almost two months passes and then she's like, Okay, let's get hot and heavy. So they start really kissing. Mm-hmm. It's a makeup. We've got a make out. We've got a make out and they're panning around. Mm-hmm. They they cut over to Julian and Henry. Henry come out, yeah, and they're, they're, they're not they're... stopping. But when they show them again, they cut back to them. She's got her hand on his face, which usually is the other way around. Usually mm-hmm. it's the guy has his hand on her face. So I liked that little switch up. Oh, yeah. And it was very passionate. And then I was like, Okay, I'm here for this. <laughs> And then I love that just, yeah, it they was just kept going, just kept no going. No pullback, no pullback. The only, that was a kind of weird cut at the very end where they just sort of do like a, like a. A rotate, they rotate, they rotate. orbit. Yeah. It was like a. Over the candles. And then they cut to the candle. Yeah. They um, rotate around them and end on some candles, which was, it was strange. It's showing the, the heat the, in that kiss. <laughs> they, are, they lit those candles mm-hmm. with that kiss. It was one of the, it was probably one of the best kisses I've seen. It was, it was really good. It was a good kiss. It was, I think it was a lot for their first kiss. No, because two months is a long time. It was building up, <laughs> an explosion of passion. Okay, um, I'll I'll take I'll, I'll take that. But uh, great kiss. But yeah, it was a it was a great ending. We didn't get roll credits right away, yeah. which you know drives you crazy. Yeah. So, bravo. Mm-hmm. So all in all, this movie was that. Oh, you know what? This movie was chef kiss. <laughs> You've been wanting to do that. It just came to me. It just came, just to, came me. to you. I really want a cheeseburger and a baked Alaska now. I just want a cheeseburger and fries. Something you like wouldn't that. want a baked Alaska? No. I've never had one. It looks way too sweet. Mm. <laughs> That's why I want it. Yeah. Uh, this movie was amazing. Please, please watch it. It, it. it was great. So not only do we have Hallmark being more inclusive, but we have just an amazing film. Comedy. Talk yeah. about a rom-com. Yeah. Emphasis on the com. Yeah, a lot of times they're called romantic comedies. They're not really funny. No. No, they're just sort of romantic No, films. this one is a, a whole true new rom-com. level. Whole yeah. new level. We got a true rom-com here. Uh, so make sure to check it out. We have one more of The Love Ever After. Is that right? No, and it's going to be a doozy. 
I think everyone has the highest of expectations, so... I do, except they've picked the oddest scene to highlight this film. It plays in the commercials. <laughs> I know. It's Tyler Hines talking about vanilla. It makes no sense out of context. No, every, and every time I see it, I'm trying to understand, and I don't understand. Yeah. So hopefully it makes more sense when we watch it in the film, but... I hope so. So, Hallmark, come on. Pick a better scene. You have a whole movie with Tyler Hines. I think you can find a better scene than that. I mean, yeah, but maybe it's because... The rest of the movie is just so amazing, they don't want to give anything away. Oh, so, so they, they focus on the vanilla. <laughs> they just give us that little snippet, but I am... We're here for it. ...thrilled for this movie, and I really hope it meets my expectations. Because Me that is going to be... Especially coming after this one. Whew, it's going to be a big letdown if if it's not what we all hope and dream it will if this, be. Because if this had come after you know anything else, you know we'd be good. But coming after mix-up in the Mediterranean is going to be going to be hard, but... If anyone can do it, Tyler Hines. I mean, yeah, Tyler Hines in a treehouse playing guitar. Come on, I'm there. I think it's going to be magic. Okay. Well, be sure to tune into that. We're going to live tweet that as well um, next Saturday. Uh, and just thank you guys for continuing to listen and support us. And I believe we got a tie on the brown yellow dress, so that's just going to be brown yellow forever, it looks like. No, I think most people thought it was brown. We had a one quick uh, one in there at the end. Brown was winning, and then someone just had to come in and then make it even. But So we appreciate the support <laughs> and for you guys taking our polls on the dress. Uh, we've kind of wrapped that up, it sounds like. Uh, but you guys can listen to us on Google, Spotify, Apple. Live Journal. Live Journal. Zanga. <laughs> and. No. Um, most of our listeners probably don't even know what that is. So That's probably true. But thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week, coming out on Wednesday now. Um, so you can tune in every Wednesday. So thank you guys. Yes, thanks guys.